Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And we are back at it again with another episode. I don't know why you picked this Hello Goodbye album. <laughs> you really um, you really fucked me with this one, bud. Yeah. You were like, oh, it's going <laughs> to be easy. And then it like turns out there's one song on it that's even halfway listenable. And the rest of them are right. annoying. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... I, for whatever reason, when you picked Motion City Soundtrack, um, I think, what was the one before that that we did? Was it the Waves one? Was our regular episode before that, maybe? I have no idea, dude. I don't know. Anyway, whatever album we did, I gave you before that, I was like, oh, this is sort of like a out of his comfort zone kind of thing. I'll just give him one that's like similar to that Motion City Soundtrack album. Okay. And they, they're like a... They're a similar vibe to me in some way, but I don't even know that they really are that similar musically in any way. Okay. Um, It was also a while since I actually listened to this album, but yeah, there's kind of like a, like I listened to it later the day that I, that I told you to listen to it. And I was like, man, this is a really goofy album. It's like, there's definitely, there's definitely like a couple, uh, maybe like three or four songs on it that I, that I really like, but yeah, there are definitely some that are like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. I, um, I was like, oh, I know that the one song on it, whatever the name of it is, I don't have Uh the album list up right now, but, um, so here in your arms is the one you're thinking of, I think. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and then I just looked at the rest of the songs and I was like, I've never heard any of these. So Uh I was like, well, I got to listen to them. So then I listened to the album once top to bottom while I was at work and I was like, yeah. Okay. So (laughs) the, the record starts with a, like an electronic song and you're like, Uh okay, that's what I expected. Right. Sure. And then. Then you get that uh, that second song, which is Here in Your uh-huh. Arms, right? The big one, yeah. And I was the like, hit. I was like, oh, okay, sick, sick, sick. And then right after yep. that, for whatever reason, they're just like, here's like a pop punk song? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I was just, so then I'm, con- now I'm confused. And Yeah, well, <laughs> at that point, you know, pick a lane. So, and not only that, but it's called All Time Lows. So very funny. I know. And then. Very, yeah. The rest of them are just like, I don't understand what's going on. Very like kind of cutesy back. So yeah, I think maybe this is a sort of track by track type one a little bit just because it is kind of all over the place. So, uh, and then we'll kind of, maybe we'll go in and talk about the band a little more after. Right. But uh, yeah, so All of Your Love, that's the first one. Now I, now I can't really picture what it sounds like in my head, but yeah, it is sort of an electronic-y one. And then Here in Your Arms is awesome. That, that one, yeah, that's a really, that's just a very well constructed song. Right, it is, and it's funny. It's it's really the type of song that it it almost sounds like it doesn't belong on the album. Like, yeah, it's even like the production is sort of different and stuff like that. that. Be, There's like that might be one of those situations where um, he recorded that one song, sold uh-huh. that record to a record label. And then right. had to record the rest of it. So that totally. song was recorded separately in a separate studio. Could be that. That could be pretty real. Um, yeah, then what? Then there's, yeah, All Time Lows. I really like All Time Lows. That one makes me think of like um, like a, an, in, a, like an intro to a set that a pop punk band would play. Like, you know, when, when they'll kind of modify 
a chorus to a song or like you know something like that and like just play like a little like jam a little thing to get the crowd yep. amped and then go right into another song that's that's what that song makes me think of um and then there's a couple i said track four makes me think of all of uh, okay go that's the one after all time lows and then uh it is love and baby it's fact track six and seven made me think a lot of never shout never and i bet this could be kind of like a band that never shout never like before becoming never shout never right yeah um i'm looking and that's baby it's a fact is the second single off the record oh yeah after here in your arms okay that sort of makes sense um yeah and then i didn't write anything for a few tracks in a row but uh two weeks in hawaii which is on the version that's on spotify it's track 11 out of like 20 something because there's a bunch of like demos and bonus tracks and stuff like that but i think that's properly the last song on the album it is and i really like that song well that one's my favorite on the album so this album got released um in three separate fashion okay it got released yeah the u.s release which is the 11 song release and then Mm -hmm. if it when it was released in the uk it had like three different live um or two live tracks and one track sure. off of the EP and mm-hmm. then the Japanese release got two um, two live songs from the House of Blues or whichever one and then yeah um, the same song from the Hello Goodbye EP okay so that cool I think that ends up adding up to like almost 20 songs you know what's interesting too about just just the release even is I don't know what it's you're on Apple Music right uh, I'm currently on Wikipedia. Well, or but yeah. Um, but yes, Apple. But music, either way, Apple on, Music is how I consume music at me. Yeah. Uh, on Spotify, it says that this album was released in 2008, which is probably just like the version that's on there. Right. But it it did come out in 2006. It did in fact come out in 2006, so. August 8, 2006. Yeah. On the United States uh-huh. drive-through records. Yeah. Which, if I'm and if I'm not uh, wrong, was the record label that also released um, the first. Uh, what the fuck? Um, God damn it! All American Rejects album. Okay, that that checks out to me. I could imagine. I you know it's funny. The first time I can remember hearing "Here in Your Arms" was on like MTV. Uh, like Hold they on. did like Don't a half hour long. out. Don't mean to cut you yep. off here, but I was in fact talking out of my ass, uh, and <laughs> okay. that and that was wrong. That was just, oh no, that was just straight up wrong. They've never had anything Damn. to do with um, with uh, all regular objects. Okay, so, we'll scratch that. I'm not gonna scratch it, but because everybody knows I'm an idiot. No, so. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say the first time I heard that song was on MTV, like in the morning after like a sleepover um which i thought was funny and but then i can also imagine hearing all american rejects but that part doesn't actually coincide with anything yep. i'm also looking at the um the wikipedia and it's funny i'm like trying i'm like trying to read it while having this conversation too but uh i'm seeing that a, a former member parker case uh plays in say anything so that's kind of cool uh yeah they um on on this album it looks like they toured they did some of warp tour at least mm-hmm. um uh toured with bands like boys like girls and stuff like that it makes sense uh, that they were in Co- that scene 
Right. Yeah, it does. And then it, eventually down the line, it says in 2008, they toured with um, with Never Shout Never. So, so that, that also makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say about this record? Oh, so even though it was released on drive-thru, uh, mm-hmm. distribution was through Sony. So that's weird. That makes sense that it that's how it ended up being so gigantic. Yeah, it was, that does. It was like a small indie label, but got distributed by Sony. How do you think that works? Is, is drive through owned by Sony? I don't know. I think it's more of a distribution deal. Like, um, Oh, like that's different. Like drive through kind of like, I don't want to say sold the record, but like sold the, distri- like the distribution rights to Sony for probably yeah, yeah, a yeah. flat sum of money, probably a couple gazillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Cause if Sony wanted it, it, it was, it was going to be something. Right. And that makes sense as to why you saw it on MTV like constant yeah. that uh-huh. shit like that doesn't happen by accident no definitely not uh yeah it also says a few of the songs were on mtv's engaged and underage and my super sweet 16 yeah so. i'm also seeing the real the real world austin <laughs> very very mtv heavy mid-2000s mtv that's funny um it's funny to uh so the name Hello Goodbye, I think, is a play on or a reference to the Beatles song Hello Goodbye. Which would make and, sense, because why not? Yep. Right? I'm also seeing that they covered um, Happy Xmas, War is Over, and uh, Do You Want to Know a Secret by John Lennon and the Beatles, respectively. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, because wow, I was looking at the writing credits, and all of the credits are... Like everything's written by Forrest Klein, which is "Hello Goodbye" the guy, and then yeah, it's one of those. And then uh, three songs on the record were co-written by the guy who plays keyboards in his band. Okay, which is just interesting because I thought there was like a brother situation going on, but it, apparently it's just my oh. idea. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> nice. Uh, it, this is funny, like, we're just both scrolling through the Wikipedia on this one for some reason, but I'm also seeing that they toured with Newfound Glory, Saves the Day, Fireworks, and Reliant K. They Ooh. opened for Paramore on their self-titled tour. That, see, and here, here's me not talking out of my ass. On drive through uh-huh. Records was Newfound Glory and uh, that's what i thought who else who else did you say was on that tour um saves the day okay not saves the day but um census failed the early november dashboard confessional the starting line um start yeah starting line i always mix up starting line and saves the day for some reason like just the names yeah they're s names i think but that's crazy drive through records had a fucking lineup dude i feel like for some reason i always hear people talk about yeah i was really into like that whole drive through records kind of thing and like i guess i never got into that drive through records kind of thing right so i sort of have a blind spot for that that type of stuff um like i said a couple episodes ago it took me till uh like a few years ago to really like know newfound glory 
and uh, all those other bands are kind of just like I, I kind of just know songs here and there I think yeah and I don't think anybody really listens to the entire starting line uh, catalog nah I think most people just listen to that one song that they have um, god damn it what is it oh the one hit oh no god Jesus Christ I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it best of me Tell me what you thought about when you were young and so alone. That oh, time. that one. <laughs> that one. There's a. <laughs> there's one of the songs on that used album that we talked about. Yep. That the chorus in my head, I would always go to that song. Oh, I forget what song you're and talking for, about, but I, I think I, I think I know the vibe. Yeah, and for some reason, I thought that. Um, that that's the starting line. I think I thought that starting line song was by Newfound Glory on one of their like their early albums or something. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, that's one that, that Alexis puts on in the car every once in a while. Fascinating. Yeah. That's, I have a shirt that says fascinating. Um, what was I going to say? This album, I also kind of know. So I, I know the, that one song, Here in Your Arms, because everybody knows that one. But I only like know the rest of the album because Alexis kind of like... I, she really liked Hello Goodbye, like, you know, w- w- when this album was, like, coming out and stuff. She was definitely, like, the, the key demographic for this sort of band. Yeah, th- this was definitely marketed to, like, uh, scene kids in 2006. Yeah, very much so. Unfortunately, I wasn't a scene kid until 2007, so... <laughs> right, so you kind of kind of missed the boat there. Yeah, I'm not going to say I was sheltered, but, um, uh-huh. I don't know. I was young. It is sort of funny though, how it's I like, 12. I guess what I was getting to with talking about all of, um, you know, th- those other bands that they toured with and stuff, it's like they were really involved in the scene that we know, right. but we're like just enough in the background the whole time where like we never got really into Hello Goodbye. Yeah. Um, this, this falls in that weird cutoff that... Like, um, like, there's no way that we could have ever properly been into, like, Newfound Glory and, like, Mm -hmm. this, like, early Hello Goodbye stuff and, like, the starting line and, you know, that whole drive-thru records lineup. Um, Right. Because... That whole drive-thru records thing? (laughs) Because we were nine. Like... (laughs) Right. I was single digits when this stuff was cool. Yeah. Um, Unless I was, like, I was still listening. I mean, I guess, like, at the time, I was listening to, like, Slipknot and Breaking Benjamin, but, like, that's about it. Yeah, you went, you were in sort of a different direction with that stuff. And then we also did um, really like that Newfound Glory um, Kiss Me cover. Do you remember that? Oh, I really liked that cover. That was a good cover. (laughs) That was so good. I remember sitting at your dad's house at, like, the computer and and, uh, watching that. Yeah, and the alcove, and then Haley Williams is in that video, and we're like, dude, that's Haley Williams from Paramore. And then, uh, little did because... we know, literally the rest of the band is in that music video, too. Right. All of Paramore is in that band. I mean, in that that's funny. music video. In the video. And probably because Haley and uh, Haley Williams and Chad Chad Gilbert were uh, were an item. Do, do you think they were an item then, though? That wasn't like, like 2007, eight. I sort of, I sort of think. I guess I don't really know, but I would kind of assume so, because otherwise, like, why? I, I don't know. 
Because I feel like at that but, point, uh, that's when the uh, Josh Farrow, Haley Williams stuff was still kind of going on. Oh, I, I vaguely remember that. Maybe that is true. I don't know. What a weird thing. We're going to have to... I, I, we're going to fully get we gotta, checked by like a bunch of... like old scene kids that are like no 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 no, no. all the Haley Williams right. Josh Farrow stuff happened in 2005 <laughs> that was so over that was only during the uh, all we know is falling era <laughs> in 2008 they were just bickering for the last five years before he left and everybody was uh -huh. like why I forgot that that they were like a thing I, I like this little gossip section that, that we're doing here um, but yeah, I forgot that that was ever a thing. And then when that's still, by the way, when completely unsubstantiated, uh -huh. I believe. Okay. <laughs> like just a theory of yours. No, 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 no. Like I think the internet made it up. Okay. Huh. But, uh, then, then when Zach Farrow, the drummer came back to Paramore, yep. which like, he's such a good drummer, dude. He is like, especially really on that new album is like. It's insane, and it's so weird to think, like, he was, like, 16 on, like, the first album or whatever, on Riot. Yeah, he was, and then, he was like, 15. Yeah. Which is more and impressive, because that's so young, dude. Couldn't drive yet. It, for real, dude. And then, for, like, however long he was out of the band, what maybe from, like, 20 to 25 or something, like, I, I know that, like, uh, I haven't gotten any better at playing guitar since, like, not being in a band for five years you know what i mean so it's it's crazy to think that like he was just some dude in his early 20s who'd like got even better at drumming and like a whole new style and like like he he's just still so sick and even better now and that's it's almost weird to me to think about yeah i think with the new stuff uh he really gets to flex a different musical muscle than he used to be able to yeah a lot more like musicianship kind of thing um, what was I going to say, though? Yeah, so let me just get right down to brass tacks about this album. Um, I didn't really like mm -hmm. it. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> there's the one song that I like. Um, uh -huh. I don't really, yeah, I mean, the even though you explained what you were thinking when you gave it to me, I don't really, I don't really know what was running through your head when you were like, this is a good idea. Um, uh huh. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend anybody listen to anything else other than the one single. Uh, right. Maybe maybe the other singles. Actually, you know what? Give it a listen so you can understand how right I am. Um, what? <laughs> this is an example of an album that did not age well. Uh, yeah. Hello Goodbye is not like a fine wine. It is very much like American cheese in the bottom drawer of your fridge. <laughs> That's a good one. Um... Yeah, for the I think for the most part I'm I'm sort of with you on I listened again this morning and um, I like you know not that it's the, the the only the second time I've heard it all but upon my second listen recently I was liking more stuff than I liked la a couple weeks ago when I when I listened to it but um, I definitely still I sort of glazed over it a little bit but I really love two weeks in Hawaii that's again track eleven. I think that one like makes the whole album for me. Um, like I think that might be one of my favorite songs generally. That's an interesting take. Uh, I think the only song I like on it is here. Also, fantastic. 
fantastic music video. Great music that. video. Yeah. The music video is really good. I feel like that music video and kind of the the vibe that, that he or they were going for in general. Um, you know, like we said, this album came out in 2006 and... I'm sure in a way it's like a weird sort of like I just didn't have any exposure to like 80s kind of stuff in a cool way at that age. I'm sure a lot of people have always loved 80s stuff, but like in a way I feel like like that music video had a real 80s vibe and I kind of feel like that's what he's going for with like the synthy stuff and all that. Um, but I feel like he was doing that at least in the scene before a lot of other bands were. Like, I, I think this predates, like, Metro Station by a few years and, like, you know, other bands yeah. like that. So, um, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, he was kind of a trailblazer in the sense that he was doing, like, scene electronics on a major scale before anybody else really was. Right, but, uh, and um, I think, you know, this album is 2006. They were also a band for, like, four years before that four or five years before that, which probably at a much smaller level or whatever, but um, I know that in the early 2000s, I definitely had no clue how to, like, do electronic music, you know. I feel yeah, like it's the kind I of mean, thing where now you assume, oh, I have a laptop, I can do this in GarageBand, or I can plug something in here and record, like, you know what I mean? It, 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 it seems a lot more difficult to do that stuff analog or on a, a, a computer that old, too. Yeah, I mean, he definitely was working with, like, some pretty primitive gear in yeah. the computer department. But, um, I mean, he probably just did it the way that people had been making electronic music for ages, which is, like, he got a keyboard with a bunch of presets on it, or, like, a few keyboards, yep. or, like, synths. He's got to be, like, a really nerdy guy. I think so. He looks like a total nerd. Like yeah. It, it's, while we're talking about what he looks like, why has this guy looked 38 years old <laughs> since 2006? Right? He's <laughs> like in his early 20s. Yeah, for he real. Just, he just has one of those like faces and statures that he just, he's looked like an old man since the age of like 19. For sure. Um, I think he's probably, I think he's kind of balding a little bit now too. He, I, he did. But the, the thing is, I think he's been balding since like 2004, dude. <laughs> Probably. Um, that's funny. What else was I going to say? Uh, he, so as you said, this album has not aged very gracefully, but I think the, and he, he himself has not aged very gracefully, but I, me, musically. On, on the contrary, I think he's aged perfectly well. He's just looked the same age for 20 years. Yeah, okay, that's very true. Um, but anyway. His new music, I think, is much more uh, mature, and um, it, it, in a way, it, it's uh, it's sort of ironic. But his new stuff is very seventies. Um, yeah, I listened to some of it. It's like pretty funk. Yeah, very groovy. I feel like uh, it'd be cool if if those eleven tracks don't stretch the whole podcast episode. Uh, it'd be cool to put some of those in at the end just to show the the difference, you know? Yeah, it's pretty. Like, he went, I mean, he just took a step back a decade, right? Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah. He went. He was like. Uh, he was like, oh, I'll do, you know, like '80s stuff, and then when I get bored with that and the scene kind of dies out, I'll just like write the same kind of stuff, and then I'll just have like some guy do slap bass over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, I listened to a lot of it, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really good. Yeah, I really like the new stuff. I think it's pretty cool. Which is interesting, because normally somebody doing some shit like that, I'd be like, nah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Just I feel like... like you're, tra- you're trying too hard, bud. <laughs> I feel like um, I've definitely uh, gone in a direction of, of liking grooves a lot, and like kind of funky stuff like that, or like uh, I got very into the Beatles a couple years ago, and just kind of... Um, I listen to the Funkadelic radio on Spotify pretty often, um, and I've been thinking of tossing you something sort of uh, in in that ballpark at some point on the pod. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, so, just just a real switch up. I have a uh, I have a hella goodbye thought. Okay. I had like a while back. So I was at Phoebe's sister's wedding. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Shouts out, Hannah! Congratulations. I I guess end up listening to this. Um, but the guy, the DJ, after they explicitly told him not to play music videos mm-hmm. because he's he's been known to do that, brought a 65 inch TV and just played music videos. That's but funny. On the screen, they started playing that song by the Bleachers, and I was like, "Okay, whoa, that guy looks." a lot like the guy from Hello Goodbye. How crazy would it be if huh. he just changed his name? Oh, that, that and, would be funny. And like, just started going by Bleachers instead of Hello Goodbye. Turns out, right. completely wrong and I feel like I I might be being anti-Semitic because I, I oh, believe no. they're both Jewish. Really? <laughs> just, I just confuse two Jewish guys for each other. That's hilarious. Kind of similar. <laughs> I think, yeah, so, let's sit. they they probably shop at the same places, and uh, oh, they absolutely have like the same glasses, same hair, same yeah. facial hair, same uh-huh. kind of like ultra dad style. Right, um, that's funny. They're both they both look like they've been thirty six since the age of nineteen. Yeah, they they never um, looked like like a, a young adult. It's always been a. A, a full teen to dad situation right i wonder how odd that was him being like 12 and like looking 12 and then like being 13 and looking 13 and then like turning 15 and looking 36 yeah that must have been really weird for everybody <laughs> he just like walked upstairs one day a fully grown balding man <laughs> that's the weirdest thing when like in high school like kids are going gray or their hair is thinning already and you're like when like how is that happening already like you don't eat like you've barely finished puberty and you're like like on your way down the hill already like like, <laughs> like puberty hit and now you're bald <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> it's like somebody smacked you in the top of the head really hard and all your hair went from your head to your back yeah <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna like out the kid, but I know a kid who's the same way. Who's like just losing his hair at 19. Yeah, just just had a rough time at it. 
That's a bummer. Um, yeah, that's a that's a bummer. But it also, it's totally cool if you you know if you if that's your style. I mean, so. it's I mean, it's fine. It like it like it happens. Mm-hmm. But what what I'm confused about is how he's the guy from Hello Goodbye is doing Keanu Reeves in a weird way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves has looked 21 for like 30 years. Yeah. Actually, he's starting to show some age now. But the, yeah, with that gray and the beard. The guy from Hello, the guy from Hello Goodbye, just has looked thirty-eight for the last twenty. Right. Yeah, sort of a little switcheroo there. <clears throat> Very funny. Anyways, that's enough with that bit. Um, really beat that one up. Uh, what what else you got? What else you got for uh, this one? So you said that they played Warp Tour. Yeah, I think so. That's interesting. Like, I can't, I can't really imagine them playing Warp Tour, but I feel like when they did it, it was probably still like really small and like punky. Yeah, I can, I can picture it being that way. I could also picture like was- them playing like a weirdly like small state, like one of those like, oh, if you just travel with the with the festival long enough, they'll like let you on the smallest stage next to catering or something. Right, like he was playing out of the back of a minivan. Yeah. In the parking lot or something. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, like, because I know he had to have been playing, uh, like, doing Warp Tour around, like, his first album cycle or so, right? Like, the EP, so somewhere in the mm-hmm. realm of, like, 2004, 2005. Yeah. So that's when, that's when like, Yellow Card was doing it and, like... Yeah. I mean, Yellow Card kind of just did it forever, but like Newfound Glory was doing it. Maybe No Effects was still doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like this dude walking up on stage with a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, <clears throat> I wonder what he plays. Li- I feel like he could almost be the kind of guy where he doesn't play any or anything live, or maybe he plays guitar or something. Yeah, I, I've seen, I'm seeing some pictures here, and it looks really like he's just kind of uh, just singing on stage, and he's got a band backing him up. Yep. They're on, oh on my, the Wikipedia. Oh my good lord. The past members. That's what I was just about to say. There's like 12 past members and four current members. Four I current bet- members. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Th- yeah, twelve. That's funny. Twelve, twelve past members. That's a lot of uh, session players and you know a, a favor for a tour bass player kind of kind of stuff. Yeah, I can't. Well, to be considered a past member, you have to have been like an official. Oh yeah. That's but I guess funny. it really doesn't matter, right? Because he's kind of like a like a one man band type situation. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter who like cycles in and out because it's when it really boils down to it, it's still just him. Yeah, totally. Now they're doing some cool kind of um, a living room tour, which I definitely would have. I would have applied my my living room for it, but I don't don't think I could actually fit a band in here. But um, yeah, people he was uh, on the Hello Goodbye Instagram. He was like. Hey, we're going to do a living room tour, so just like submit your living room and and we'll, you know, we'll get back to you about it and we're going to, you know, we're going to play shows all around the world in living rooms. And it looks pretty cool. Uh and that's kind of a fun thing to do. I feel like especially where like 
I don't think that they're playing big shows anywhere. Like, they're probably playing, like, right. just little club shows and stuff. So, like, I'm sure that gets old after a while, and that's kind of a cool way to switch it up. Like, just hang out with your fans kind of thing. Like, they're small enough to do that. Uh, yeah. Dude, house tour, house tour, tours, house show tours. Whoops. House show tours are really cool. Very. It's super cool when, like, when bands are just like, oh, yeah. Like, apply, and then we'll play your house. Like, yeah. um, the Foo Fighters did it. And that was They did nuts. do that. Like a garage tour, right? It, yeah, they played all garages, except in New York, they played this dude's barn, and it just got, like, out of hand. That's funny, dude. That is, it is cool, though. That's a cool move. I like it when it works, too. Like, not that I know a, a million examples of it, but I can imagine it just kind of going bad pretty easily, or, like... Yeah. If a band is too big, which I guess I would consider the Foo Fighters too big, so that's crazy that it worked at all. But uh, yeah, it's cool that people are like respectful enough to to let it work. I feel like with the Foo Fighters, it would have to be like um, it would have to be like, hey, we are gonna play your backyard. Uh-huh. Tell your friends and family to show up. Yeah. But like, don't alert the city. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, use this some discretion. A, this could become a big problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um like I remember the he played like some like a first responders garage uh-huh. in like New Jersey or something and that was crazy. Like there was only like 10 people there. Yeah. Imagine the Foo Fighters playing like Monkey Wrench out of your <laughs> That'd be so sick. Like full production too. Like they all had half stacks. <laughs> right. It was nuts. That's wild. But, like in that barn, they played like that barn show. They like set up a stage and like had like a lighting rig and shit. Oh wow, nuts! That's dope. I feel and like the, there's uh, the guy a who, version of the guy who won played guitar with them for like the whole set. Oh, sick! So that must have been like fully a dream come true. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Something that you'll literally never forget, dude. Dave Grohl is so cool, dude. Yeah, he seems very cool. You know that was his idea, right? That wasn't some. <laughs> That wasn't some PR guy like, hey, the Foo Fighters should play some shows for some, yeah. some good public relations. He was like, we should play our fans' houses because we have incredible money. Yeah. All of us have so much money, we don't know what to do with it. Just, hey, man, I, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. punk scene, and I, I love this sort of stuff. I live for this. This is what this band's about. Did you, speaking of Dave Grohl, why don't we just have a little Dave Grohl corner real quick? Yeah, let's go um, for it. Did you see, did you watch the Whitney Cummings podcast with Dave Grohl on it? No, not yet. He, like, talks about uh, some cool stuff, but one of the first things he mentions is a kid that he, so he used to go to shows with this guy, Uh and this guy's younger brother was uh, also pretty involved in the scene, and now that guy is currently the head editor at Bon Appetit magazine. Oh, really? So just, like, crazy. That's funny. Just, like successful people just came out of that scene it's so weird when like like um like yesterday i was watching like a skate video and it was like these three guys it was uh zion Wright. he's you ever watch his stuff he's incredible dude so good dude that kid is insane yeah um so yeah it was him and and a couple other guys uh jamie foy and alex something maybe I think the I think the part that they they're putting out is you good, um, 
but I was watching like a behind the scenes kind of thing. Anyway, they were like talking about how they were talking about like how they've all been really good friends since they were like eight years old. And it's just so crazy to me. And this is like a really consistent thing I've seen in like surfing or music or, you know, skateboarding, anything like that, like people who are like, like famous or like just successful professional enough at it, like somehow bring their friends up too. And it's like, I feel like if I had a professional skateboarder friend, like I'm not good enough to be like, you know, going up with them kind of thing. It's just, it's so weird to see that that can happen sometimes where it's like, it's not like just a freak thing that one kid was good enough to get sponsored by Red Bull. It's like the three of them are like, you know, all together and, you know, it's weird to see that happen in all sorts of different places. I think that's there's a twofold answer there. I think it's the fact that like one of those kids is really good and uh-huh. just the other guys skating around him like giving them all something to compete against. Right. And all being like incredibly driven. Yeah. And then uh what was the other part? I had an idea. I feel like also just oh, like kind of if just one of them right is popular place, enough right time situation. Yeah, totally. But that's I mean it's just it's too easy to write off talent like that. So Yeah. I mean maybe all three of those kids just so happen to be like incredibly good skateboarders. Right. Yeah, just oh, a co- wild coincidence. I mean so in any scene, right? So like mm-hmm. the skate scene where they're from, it's kind of like the best rise to the top in the scene and like mm-hmm. you're gonna want to skate with the guys who yeah. are like really pushing their limits like right dudes that can like really hang with you so like you end up being friends with guys that are just as good as you are totally yeah that makes sense too that's what i feel yep but uh we have come to the end of the episode here we are I believe I get to assign you an album now. I think that's true. And I'm going to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have picked one. Okay. Um, Because I kind (laughs) of forgot that I was supposed to do this. It's funny because like, like almost a week ago, you texted me and said, I think I just found out your, your, your album for the next episode. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i did say blah. uh blah. but the thing is we've been doing too much metalcore okay just mostly because that's what i've been like into uh-huh um but there's another album that i've been like into kind of like a little bit like a little bit from a long time ago sure uh hold on while i look it up so okay. I know exactly what to call it. Um, I feel like at the very least, you know, maybe the single off this record. Sure. 2013. Okay. Run for cover records. Okay. It had to it had to be re-released because the band got a cease and desist and had to change their name. Very interesting. They no, long, they no longer exist. It is hmm. Jar by Superhaven. Okay. okay. I remember you saying I almost thought I think I might have might have thought them real quick because I had heard you say something about them changing their name in a recent episode. 
So what was their original name called? They were Daylight originally. Daylight. Okay. I didn't know and that that was uh, that they were the same band. Yeah, they had to um, they had to change their name because of some like legal shit. Okay. Yeah, um, I think I could get into whatever this is. It's so it's like it's like nineties inspired like right. kind of situation. Yeah. I think you'll really like it. If you like Youth by Citizen, you'll really dig this. Cool. All right. All right, that's uh, enough. Thanks everybody. F- <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, rate, uh, follow, share. Hook us up with your friends. Uh, if me undies is listening, I'll take some free underwear. Um, <laughs> thanks. See you later. See ya.